What a spectacle we just observed. I, that was incredible. Have you ever seen anything like it? Absolutely not. No. Um, we're specifically talking about the main event. However, the entire show was fantastic. We are talking SummerSlam. It is me, KP, with my man, Ray, and we just watched something spectacular. Nick was watching it at his place. We had Justin over here with us. And I just want to give you a quote before we go into the uh, intro here. From Lit Nick. And then he wasn't able to join us, but he did send me this quote. I heard that Triple H wanted to take this company and make his mark after this. And if this was just a glimpse, Bailey and Co., Becky, Face Turn, Maybe, Tractor, Brock, Dominant, Lashley, officially and seriously this time, Heel Ronda, and so on. We're about to enter a brave new world of wrestling between this and AEW. I'm going to piggyback on those sentiments as I do believe we did get a little glimpse into what Triple H was shooting for. But all of that and much, much more after this. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home heat. This was crazy. We're going into the main event? We are straight going into the main event. Brock Lesnar. Okay, first you have the normal entrance for Roman, which is normally pomp and circumstance. And then all of a sudden everything goes left as Lesnar is gets a tractor, brings it to the ring... And he lowers it just enough to make an amazing and the coordination of this man because he's got to, in order to climb onto the lift area of the for, of the tractor, it's crazy. It look it should be not that easy for a man that size to do what he did. He took he just climbed in a stride and a push right over the top of that, got into the 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 area, and then just. When they got done announcing who was fighting who, Roman is standing there holding his belt, and he gets a Thez press from Brock, from from Brock, about what eight uh. and a half, nine feet in the air. Thez press, boom, hits the ground, and then Roman proceeds to take the beating of a lifetime. He goes through tables, he goes through everything. Roman barely gets any offense in early. He's tough. We know he's tough. And he manages to hang in there to the point where Brock gets frustrated. He uses the tractor to pick up the ring and roll Roman onto the floor. Again, just crazy. The Usos wind up coming in. Paul takes a Paul takes a table bump. Theory comes out, gets beat up by anybody that was there to beat him up, and he was going to cash in, but he doesn't. They, they played that up the whole night. What did you think about that? I thought this match was insane. It was insane. But also, a lot of times, these things can get boring. I found myself, towards the end of this match, getting antsy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like... <laughs> uh, did, did we even talk about the uh, the finish where Roman and... The Usos just kept piling and piling stuff on top of Brock. No. 
because that was the that was like the only way to keep him down. Right, because he was struggling to his feet on eight and nine every time. So they just put everything on top of him. Broken tables, yeah, uh, toolboxes, whatever they could put on him, they put on him to keep him down. And it worked. And we it have Roman, work. the champion. He is done with Brock Lesnar. He is going to deal with Drew McIntyre at the Castle event. And I am very excited about that. I uh, Are you sure you're excited about that? I am. I am because I feel like this portion of Roman's reign is done, which means the end is near, but I don't know where the end comes. He, The way the match was going tonight, I thought, oh, Brock could win. But mm. I will say this, up until the match started, and really up until the tractor picked up the ring and rolled him out of it, I didn't think he could lose. And I don't want to go through that in these events anymore. It is time. He's been the champion long enough that we need to be uncertain of who's going to win these matches. And Drew McIntyre is a guy that has been an NXT champion when Hunter was there. He Hunter likes Drew. Everybody likes the way the guy looks. The, the you know I, he's not my guy, but he is the guy, mm. or he is capable of being the guy, and they know that. So could Roman lose in Europe? Against the European. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially in a scenario where the Usos and Paul and them can't jump in and help. Because Roman loses here without the help of, as Paul told him before this started, you can't keep this man down for 10 seconds by yourself. And that proved to be true. I think a, a big... A big thing we learned tonight about what Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Paul Levesque's WWE is going to be. These wrestlers are going to get to participate in the discussion and the booking of their matches. Maybe not the programs. Maybe the programs, we don't know. But the way their matches play out, who they are as characters, they're going to get to show us. They're going to get to decide that. Ronda Rousey became a heel tonight. She'd been wanting to be a heel the whole time. Rod- Roddy Piper was her guy. She goes away. She she. The fans didn't like her when she came back. She was like, this perfect time. I need to go ahead and be a heel now. That was never going to materialize with, with Vince. No. With Hunter, we have the scenario where we figure it out. I, I didn't love the match, but I will say this. There's no way I can suspend my disbelief enough to think Liv beat Rousey one-on-one clean. But I want Liv to be the champ. So they figured out a way. What did you think? I mean, I, I pretty much just completely agree with you. The match was a little whatever. I mean, I, I thought the match was okay. It was mainly just Liv selling her shoulder. Well, she was, getting ragdolled. she was getting yeah. ragdolled from pillar to post, which I didn't I didn't hate that part of it yeah, because her it made get, sense. And her getting out of the submissions and stuff, which, right. I mean, I, I thought it made sense, but I, I will say I'm, I wasn't, like, crazy about it. Right, but... It, uh, but it, I do absolutely believe that Liv should have kept that belt. I do not want that belt back on Ronda. Exactly. So how do you do that? And you allow it to play out like it yeah. would play out if they were fighting. 
And that's what they did. And Liv is she's coordinated and she well, obviously not like if they were fighting. No. In a real life scenario, Rhonda would. But in theory, it was it followed a similar path of what something yeah. like this would happen. And then you have Liv who's in the arm bar, puts her shoulders one on top of the other. The only re- I guess the tap out had to happen because that's the only reason why Rhonda wouldn't pull her shoulders off the mat. Yeah. Right, so it totally makes sense in the way that wrestling can make weird sense. I do love the fact that Ronda wasn't having it. I love the fact that Ronda put Liv down afterwards, put the ref down afterwards. I want Ronda Rousey as a heel. It's who she is naturally. Mm-hmm. She is not a. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know her, but she is not an easily likable person for a lot of reasons. One of which is. She doesn't have a lot of equity with us as fans. She's come in, she's made her money, she's left. She's come in, she's made her money, she got pregnant, which that's fine. It's great, as a matter of fact, wonderful for her. But she goes away again. She's in that mode where Brock was when he was a heel, where he'd go away for a while, come back, go away for a while, come back. But way too powerful to be ignored. And this is perfect for her. She can go back to the farm when she wants to. She can come on back, just like Brock. Right? She's the female Brock. But without the equity that we had with Brock, because Brock put in years of wrestling with us before he left, where she didn't really have to do that. Right? Yeah, and also Brock's, you, you know. Brock has charisma in a way, but I think we might forget. He didn't have that, you know, Heyman gave Brock. She didn't have a Heyman. She hasn't yeah. had a Heyman giving, helping her. Do that. She's she's just been put out there by herself to put the whoopings on folks, and that's fine. Let's move on. We had two celebrity matches. I thought I was. I'm surprised. I'm saying this because I thought Happy Corbin and McAfee would be better than it was. I think the fact that you could see the humidity in the air through the lights, you could you could kind of yeah. see the wetness, and, and Pat slipped a couple of times. One time Corbin, I mean Pat McAfee is a big big boy. Yeah, and Corbin was up there standing on the corner. Pat tries to do the jump up there, which we've seen him make a couple of times, and he and he lands funny, and he's going to fall back on his back, and instead Corbin manages to just grab him and hold him still, which is just incredible strength on Corbin's part. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great, and I would I would say that it was good, not great because there were slips involved, and it was kind of a brawler style thing minus those big moments and then when the big moments came he kind of slipped here and there he does get the win corbin can lose it doesn't hurt corbin's character to lose matter of fact it probably helps corbin's character to lose because that's just who he is now you you agree-ish yeah yeah yeah. okay the logan paul miz match was way better than that Yeah, yeah 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 it was perfectly designed right absolutely logan goes over and the miz does all of the bumps, all of the selling. Logan gets to just pretty much do offense after the beginning of the match. I thought, you know, Logan did all kind of crazy jumping things and showcased the athleticism, showcased his offense. He'll have to learn how to wrestle down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. But I thought it was perfectly done for Logan to look good on this occasion. Yeah, and, and Logan looked good. Logan yeah. looked good. He could wrestle. But um, I, I do, of course, there are certain problems with um, Logan being a babyface. But AJ Styles is back. And apparently he's going to be in a program or something with Tommaso Ciampa. 
perfect. From what I got here, they've been going back and forth a little bit in this little scrum around, and I li I like it though because I need Champa to wrestle more and more and more, and him and AJ. I mean, these Champa's been the guy in NXT for a while up until he comes to the main roster, and AJ's he's still that guy. He just yeah. doesn't get to showcase it. Maybe we get, we let him showcase it on Raw a little bit here. And you you are looking forward to that too, I assume. Absolutely, yes. Right. Now, the, of course, the rumors were that Seth freaking Rollins was going to be wrestling somehow, some way. It didn't materialize. They didn't put it on the card. You had the kayfabe injured. Riddle come out and say his buddy Randy, blah, blah, blah. And Seth comes out. They had a little... Push and shove, set steps on his head, boom, 40 seconds. I believe like the wrestling community kind of set uh, expectations of what this program with Seth would be a little too high. Yes. Like everyone was saying that like, oh, he's actually, he's going to have it. People were like predicting who Seth was going to wrestle before it was even announced that Seth was going to wrestle. And it never was announced that Seth was going to wrestle. So they were disappointed when they didn't get something that they weren't promised. That's the thing. That's the thing is we, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too, we made who Seth Rollins was going to wrestle as big a deal as SummerSlam itself going in. And that wasn't fair to the event, and it wasn't fair because they never said Seth was going to wrestle. Yeah. They they had decided Riddle was going to get kayfabe injured and he was going to wrestle Seth at the at the castle. You know we're we're who's he going to wrestle? He's going to wrestle uh, Johnny Gargano. Is he, is the Fiend coming back? And he's going to wrestle you know, people. We don't even know if, if they're in negotiations with the Fiend at all. No. And yet we already had him coming back and wrestling because that's the uncertainty of having Hunter, right? Because could there be fences mended? That broke down during the Vince McMahon reign. And we find out there would be later. And we'll get to that in a minute. Now, what did you think of Lashley Theory? I didn't care. It was a quick... It was it was booked like you didn't care. It yeah. was quick. It was a way to get... You know, the only thing that I would say storytelling-wise mattered is that Lashley gets him in the hold and he doesn't try at all to get out of it because he knows he wants to cash in later. There was a little bit of storytelling there. The rest of it was just Lashley dominated Theory. And I do think that Theory should not have tried to cash in tonight. Mm. And I like the way they did it. To have him go down and get pummeled and punked out right there, I, I enjoyed that. I thought that was a good way to yeah. do it at the end. And I think that showcasing Theory in his match by having him be a coward to set up the fact that money in the bank's more important than the other things is a good way to go with him. Absolutely. But on to Mysterious and Judgment Day. I thought the match was whatever. I liked Edge coming in. I liked Edge spearing a couple different guys and getting even with Judgment Day and then the Mysterios going over because of it. It was odd, though, right? Yeah, I, you, I wasn't too crazy. I, I didn't really like this match. You pointed out during the match, why is this no rules? Yeah, the, the, there, was, there was really one spot with a chair. And, like, and Edge. Yeah, and Edge. And the, op the opening bit of the match was like kind of like oh this is all over the place 
I thought it was like a tornado tag team match, where, but like, no. But after that, it turned into a regular match. Dude, there was like no mention from any commentators. Rio was outside following this like weird invisible set of rules. Mm-hmm. Right. Like she only got involved on the six one nine. She grabs her legs and she and she pummel and she did that neat electric chair fall down. Yeah. With yeah. with uh, Dominic, which was good. But to your point, if you want me to suspend my disbelief on whether or not Edge is going to be here, and this is a no rules type of thing then we need to be fighting all over the arena because that's how I don't know Edge is coming. Because the only purpose to have this match, once it turns into a regular match, there's only one reason why a run-in is now legal. Because Edge is going to come out. Yeah. So if you want me to not know that. But by the same token, I appreciated Edge coming out. I like him being, I'll be honest with you, I would have had that dude run through Judgment Day have Judgment Day get pinned, and then I would have turned right around and had him run through the Mysterios. Yeah. Because I would have him in a, you don't need to trust me, I ain't on none of y'all's side right now role. And I don't, because if he's coming out to fire and brimstone, and I'm nitpicking here, I love it that Edge is back. And I love, you know, him, him wanting to line up against the Judgment Day, because that can be fun. But... I just would have him in a role where nobody should be trusting him because he's coming out to fire. He's got yeah. people falling into an abyss of fire behind him on the video screen. That dude don't need to be shaking and smile, shaking hands with Rey Mysterio and smiling at him. There are people yeah. burning to death behind him on the video screen. <laughs> like, what does right? that guy have to do with the Mysterios? The character shouldn't be trusted. He shouldn't be buddies with the Mysterios if he's if he's coming out to fire. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, I do have other stuff to critique about this match. I don't think Dominic had a particularly great performance. I, know, I think the fact that he's, like, wrestling with his dad so often is kind of... A lot of people are saying he could have used some NXT time. Yeah. And I think there's a point to that. I think that we got fooled when he when he was having really good matches with Seth. We and got Murphy. fooled in the thing. And Murphy, yeah. Yeah. He was wrestling the best wrestlers. And, and not that he's in there with – those guys aren't scrubs. Finn Balor's not a scrub. No. But also, it. Seth knew going in, Ray said, I want you to work with him. Because I remember Seth doing an interview saying – I, I feel really good about the fact that Ray trusts me in this scenario with his son. Yeah. Seth was building everything around Dominic looking good before Dominic loses or wins. Yeah. That ain't Finn's job. That is not Finn's, Finn's job. Finn's job to go out there and look good. You know what I mean? Help the other guy out, too. But you don't, like... There's a certain minimal... I'm not a wrestler, so I may be wrong on this, but there's a certain minimal line that you need to be able to do for yourself out there. Yeah. And it feels like Dom isn't quite there right now. And Buddy and Seth were getting him there. Yeah. There's such a drop-off when he's out there compared to his dad. And don't get me wrong, there's always a drop-off between Ray and most people, even at his advanced age. He's an exciting performer. Yeah. But it's bigger than it should be yeah. at this point. It feels bigger than it should be. Yeah. Now, what did you think about Usos versus Street Profits. 
I preferred their money in the bank match. I did too. I, I was. I it know, was I wasn't, good. I wasn't. I wasn't as excited about this match as I feel like I should have been. I, I thought this was going to be match of the night, and it wasn't really. It was good. The other one was great up until the finish, and I think something that really hurt this match was Jeff Jarrett being the guest referee. I don't really know why he was. Looks well, as in Nashville, whatever. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Like but, I don't know why this particular match needed Jeff Jarrett. But the speed bumps early in the match were when Jeff was making himself important, which he was supposed to do because he's a special guest referee. Yeah. So he's making sure we're fighting clean. He's making sure we're doing whatever. And the point of what's going on between these two people is they don't like each other. Yeah. So having to stop the action while Jeff gets his stuff in, even if that's what he's supposed to be doing, hurts the pace of the match. Yeah, but but also like my thing is... like. I don't I don't know where like Jeff Jarrett being the special guest referee what that changed about its finish particularly which the Usos won by the way right in case uh, the Usos, the Usos win the and it it happens where Montez has got the the match kind of won on a fraud on a jumping out of the ceiling splash oh, like a, yeah uh, and, and yet he hits his ribs on him and he does the RVD thing where he rolls away and grabs him and then by the time he gets over it's a two count, not a three count. He doesn't blame himself. He blames Jeff, and he yells at Jeff, you know, something, something partner, and slaps Dawkins in, and then he gets super kicked around and thrown out, and then the Usos finish off Dawkins, and he only has himself to blame, and it looked almost as if for a minute, Tez might, the frustration level there, is he going heel? And I think I hope he's not, because he is so much fun. I'm just not ready for that. There's so many good heels in the world right now, and there ain't any good faces. And he's a good face, and Dawkins is a good face. And I get it. And maybe could, I'm honestly, reading too much into it. Honestly, I could see Dawkins hurting heel. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think it would make more sense for Doc. But that's like... I don't need him to turn heel. The Ishins... The, the, no, I really don't. <laughs> Either one of them. By, by the way, I I really don't think... like People are like, oh, these, these should be singles guys. Montez should be Intercontinental Champ by next year. I I think they're fine. I think they're good as a tag team. I don't mind them being a tag team at all. If you find other tag teams... If you're going to focus on that division a little bit more, and if you remember the NXT days, they did have good tag team divisions. It could be high points. They did have match of the year candidates with tag team matches. And if you're going to do that, then the Street Profits can stay in this fold for a little bit more, and then they can branch out and to do other things. But if you're not going to do that, if you're going to stay in that Vince-esque mold of, I don't really care about tag teams, then you mm. need to split them up. But I still don't know. By split them up, I mean they need to wrestle singles sometimes. But I yeah. still don't know that they have to break feel, up to do that. I feel that. like certain parts of this pay-per-view. I think that's overplayed. Yeah. I feel like certain parts of this pay-per-view is like Vince kind of put Hunter in a corner with some of these matches. Specifically, the, the Judgment Day, Mysterio's thing. The card this, was pretty much booked when Hunter got a hold to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this, this tag team match, I felt kind of that way. Um, I don't really know who the Usos are going to face next because the War Raiders are 
because uh, War Machine Viking Raiders are like a heel group. The very mad. Yes, the very mad Viking Raider experience machine. machines. Exactly, um, but they're they're like a heel outfit. Like, what other face tag team do they have just in the division? I mean, I guess did New Day just lost clean? New Day just lost clean. Dirty Dogs are heels, but and even then, it seems like they're trying to do a singles thing. With Los Lotharios, they're heels. You're right. You got a point. There is no other face tag team other than Street Profits. Well, we talked about what a great performance the Mysterios just had. Exactly. <laughs> let's, uh, let's really test the Uso strength. All right, I thought this pay-per-view started out with a classic. You are listening to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G-I-N-N project.com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And now, back to... Go home, heat. I thought this match was quite good. And we'll, we will talk about that because I think this is where we see the imprint of what Hunter does best, and that's book a, uh, a women's division. Absolutely. And I think he, is, he, fast, he quickly announced in the first half hour of this pay-per-view that the greatest women's division on the planet is going to be his. And Becky Lynch went out there and tore the house. And, and I love heel Becky. The story they told in this match as Bianca solidifies and finishes her hero's journey after losing the quick match at last year's SummerSlam. The match is a year in the making. We have Becky hold off Bianca as long as she could, but Bianca winds up taking the belt from her. And then in the rematch, we have Becky studied, professional, with all of the important questions for Bianca to have to answer. And Bianca answered them with strength and toughness. And I will tell you, and anyone who listens to The Cows Come Home, she is a female John Cena, but a little bit more athletic. John is strong, but he's kind of tied to the ground a little bit. And knows how to control the crowd a little bit less. Yeah, but now that Cena... Agreed. Cena was a charismatic man the minute he got to the roster, and it stayed that way. Even when gimmicks weren't great, he was still able to go through the gimmick because of the charisma. Bianca is similar, but the wrestling part of it, she can't... Dude, and I'm I'm not knocking her at all. She's fantastic, and this was a classic match. But she pulls it out with all of the power and the strength and the toughness and eventually she starts to finally get the better of Becky and then she counters the second rope man slam with a Spanish fly leading to a KOD and then she gets the pin right there and it was a beautiful KOD and Becky gave it her all and she gave Bianca the kind of match you need to give your opponent when they're you're sending them off elsewhere to be great. Yeah. And Becky, there's a moment in the match where Becky is out of the ring and she could have she could have stayed down. Bianca couldn't get her up to put her into the ring. Bianca rolled into the ring and was going to win that way and we saw Becky crawl and fight to get back into the match. Yeah. And that's where we see the seeds of what winds up happening at the end where Becky goes to Bianca and hugs her. 
Then we have the moment, right? As great as that was, and it was great, it wasn't the end. As Bailey's music hits, and then she says, I'm not alone, and Dakota's music hits. Dakota, who was done with the company not that long ago, sitting at the house. We know she's a great wrestler. She's a fantastic seller. She's, she's got the, the great kicks to the head, team kick. Then we have who I believe at one time was running together a resume of the greatest wrestler in the world in Io Shirai. And she did that under Hunter's booking, main eventing all the time on NXT. And she comes out and we have a faction with those three people. Bailey, the consummate professional, the tremendous heel now, the wonderful worker. Dakota, very similar in her ability to sell for other people and all that. And then the spectacular Io Shirai, all in one faction. And they go up to Bianca, and it's nose-to-nose. What are you going to do? And she seems overwhelmed and not over, not like she was scared. It just looked three to, three to one. Yeah. And Becky lined up side-by-side side with her. And that told you Becky is now the face, and the new heels in town will be a force to be reckoned with. And the first time I see Dakota give that wide run, come down, come down the ring rope, and kick somebody in the chin, and then they, and they fall, and she tags Eo as she's kicking him in the chin, and Eo does her. Moonsault, her slingshot like a bullet moonsault yeah. onto their chest for the pin. Man, I hope Hunter wants a women's division. Dude, Tag team division. I'm so happy that we finally have a faction. If it stays a faction, and I'm happy I mean, I'm EO happy is on the main roster, I feel like she should be showcased. I, I just want as many people as possible to see what I see, which is just greatness in Io Shirai. Now, it won't be long. I don't think this faction is going to stay together long because I know there are a couple of things that Hunter Hearst Helmsley loves more than life itself, and one of them is Poppy. Yes. And at some point, we're getting a stadium, a Poppy performance, and an Io Shirai. Yes. You know it. It's coming down the pike, bro. The yes. modern motorhead. Poppy, dude, I, I like it's. It's actually crazy to like imagine like the amount of people who are on the main roster now, like Butch and Gunther, who Hunter, who Hunter is like looking at now. It's like, what did they do to you, <laughs> my boys? But to to Sorry. to your point though, that is where the two places where I felt like he really, because like you said earlier, he. The pay-per-view was somewhat booked going in. Where yeah. he made his stamp was in that first match as we saw Becky go back to the man, which we, we assume that's what's happening. And we saw the D Dakota, who was not in the WWE very, uh, you know, this week, we think, yeah, come strolling out. And Io, who was in Japan, and nobody knew if she was even coming back. And we see them come out, and we, so we see the focuses of Ronda getting to be who she is. Brock got to be who he is. Cowboy Brock brought a tractor, absolutely, 
Cowboy Brock and I have never, there will never be a spectacle as odd as a ring with one end of it in the air, the other end of it on the ground, and then these people fighting around all of that. Broken furniture, broken tables, broken body. Paul Heyman laying there, what looked like unconscious. The spectacle was there. What did you think of the pay-per-view as a whole? Um, I thought it was very good. It was, and I think maybe we can sound. I thought it was. I thought you know, it starts out with a bang, and the Logan Paul thing really had us going because it was really good too. And then it kind of mellowed out a little bit, but then you finished on this really strong mm. ending, and I, I just feel like this wasn't all of what Hunter's going to give us. No, but I think you can take from this. The WWE is changing. And I think this is exciting. A lot of pressure on him. Because everybody is... Like, we were we were fantasy booking the other day, right? The Royal Rumble. What were we doing? <laughs> Gunther's going to come out. Get eliminated. He comes back as Walter. And we have Walter <laughs> back. Butch comes out. He gets eliminated. He comes back as, as Pete, Pete Dunne. Dunn. Yes. Yes. We get our names back. Come on. <laughs> Let's go. That's what. So there, I mean, we assume that he can right all the wrongs, and that's not fair to him. And he he didn't book perfectly. Nobody does any of this stuff perfectly anyway. But yeah. he did say all the right things in the first week, which was, "I want these people that work here to have fun working here. I want them to feel like they have say in what they're doing. I want them to participate." Mm-hmm. And I want to move forward in that way. I want to hear ideas from everyone. That's the way NXT was run when he was in charge. And if that's the way this is run, the next year is going to be fun. Going forward, it is. this is a tremendous time to be a pro wrestling fan. What do you think? Um, yeah. Say goodbye to the people? Uh, I think that is a wrap. That is a wrap. Folks, check out our friends at the Game Project, the G-I-N-N project.com. Check out our friends at Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. This pod will be there. There will be so much else there. You can check us out, obviously, on your Spotify's, your Bullhorns. Your, they have us at the Daily Smart, like I just said. They have us on your iPhones. They have us on iHeartRadio app. You can find us. Check us out. Listen. For my man, Ray, we'll be having a... Hello? A music pod coming out next yeah, week, we hope. Soon. What are we talking about? Electric Wizards Dope Though. Right, and what kind of metal is it? It's uh, Doom Metal. Doom Metal. Yeah. You know what's cool about metal? It rocks. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Folks, thank you very much, and go home.